0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad. We return to Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex Managed Print Services to keep your printing costs down.
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D i g i t e x. Ca on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad. 134 in Edmonton, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escott with you in Oilers now. As we go to our, our NHL insider, John Shannon, brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Pay no overtime rates on their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. And I noticed today, uh, John, in the podcast that he does with uh, Canadian broadcasting icon, Bob McCowan, had Brian Burke on his show uh, today, John. How are you doing? Great, Bob. You? Good. How did it go, Burkey? Today?
1: I, uh, you know what? We, he actually smiled twice. Come on. Yep. You you know if you, you check out the YouTube version of the podcast, uh, because uh, there was a couple times uh, there was a, a little bit of a grin on his face. It was kind of interesting to see. Inconceivable. I know, I know, I know, but it's all because of the years of, of you training Burke and how to be more entertaining and how to be engaging on radio. That that's why the podcast works. I mean, look uh, at it. he joins he joins Oilers now. And next thing you know, he's back in the NHL. I don't think there's much coincidence, Bob. Oh,
0: how uh, that will flattery will get you everywhere, John.
1: You know that. Uh, and, and I have you know, a. Few... I just wanted, I I just want another gift
0: certificate, that's all. From Bruce, Chris, don't worry. We can make that happen. We were supposed to hook you up the last time you were in town. Uh, yeah. But, uh, no, there's no question for our friends at Canadian Power Pack that uh, Brian is going to be a significant loss to our show. Uh, he he spoke with a directness that few are allowed to speak with today. Uh, he certainly... Uh, I'd have to say that of all of the former Flames, I think he did the best job of uh, becoming very popular at Edmonton no question about that. But he is a bigger-than-life personality, isn't he?
1: He is. But it's interesting that you say that. because, uh, I, I don't think of him as a former flame. I really don't. I mean, I know he was there. What was he there? Five years, I guess? Maybe six? Um, but I, I, I view Brian Moore with Vancouver. He won the Cup in Anaheim. He brought truculence to Toronto. Um I don't view him very much as a Calgary guy even though I mean this is a guy born and raised in a Dynah Minnesota and I think he used the exact same words about Pittsburgh that he used when he got the job in Calgary how it's a great sports town how he loved, he's always wanted to live there and and he you know he endeared himself to all the cowboys in Southern Alberta and just like he's trying to endear himself to all the steel workers in Western Pennsylvania.
0: Well actually Pittsburgh and we're not saying this because Jack Michaels is from Western Pennsylvania. John, I think you'd agree with me, and I know that you've met us on the road there multiple times over the years for Crosby versus McDavid. But Pittsburgh's kind of a hidden gem in the United States, isn't it?
1: Oh, I, I Pittsburgh is one of my favorite cities on so many levels. It's a small downtown, and yet there's a you know a buzz of activity. The people are great. The food is spectacular. I mean I'm still mad that Jack has never taken us to Parmanti Brothers. You know, I mean it's one of the great secret sandwich places of all time and he's never taken us there. I've had to go he's on the own. He's never he's
0: he's never taken you there. I can tell you that he's taken us there multiple times. We'll have to I know,
1: include I know, I, I, we'll, don't, I don't I don't take it personally. Uh, it's
0: we'll, okay. we'll have to group text you in next time. How's that? A, a Zoom
1: call from Fermenti Brothers would make me really feel warm and fuzzy. That's right.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can make that happen. Since we have you on the show, and since you have a great uh, knowledge of broadcasting, this would be an opportune time to no longer tease our listeners. Uh, we do have... Uh, an individual that is going to be taking over we're not going to call it truculent thursdays anymore though he was completely capable of doing this himself during his playing days uh, but for canadian power pack we will tell you that uh, kevin weeks a uh, former hockey night in canada broadcaster now with the nhl network and a man himself who's been rumored to uh, be in the mix for several nhl senior executive jobs Uh, He will be joining us on Oilers Now. Uh, You have your own personal relationship with Kevin. Uh, What do you think of his addition to our Oilers Now team? Well, I I think the fact that he's a goalie will bring another perspective, which I think is
1: important. I also think it's really important, just as you do with Brian Lawton. Uh, I think it's important to remind everybody that this is right now a 31-team league, not a 17 league. So I I think it's a a good move. uh, Kevin and I get along very well. If he says something wrong, I, I, and he will probably tell you this, I will either text him or phone him and tell him that he's wrong. Uh, so we have a very good relationship. I think he's, uh, he's, he's enthusiastic. He brings energy. I think he'll be a great add to the show. Do you
0: think the time will come that we'll be having a discussion about losing another host to the National Hockey League, to one of the organizations with Kevin?
1: Kevin gets a chance. Uh, my fear is, and I, I, I'm, and I've even told Kevin this. My fear at this point is um, there is no Rooney Rule in hockey, where where diversity becomes a, a, a becomes a, a part of the interview process. Uh, I, I'm worried that right now, because of Kevin's profile, that Kevin becomes. Um, someone that they interview and then say, well, we interviewed uh, a person of color uh, and, and I think that I don't want I don't want Kevin to be taken advantage of like that. I think that's an important aspect to come in our sport as we as we continually talk about diversity in the game.
0: Now perhaps you could educate our listeners because you have these sources is Kevin not part of a group that Gary Bettman has put together to uh because there is the hockey diversity of alliance but does Gary Bettman not have a, a group that would include PK Subban and I believe Anson Carter if I'm not mistaken as well as Kevin uh that that, that assist the league in, in in sort of these uh you know this very significant and serious uh, issue that's out there in sport today.
1: I think it's more of a uh, grassroots uh, group uh, as opposed to somebody promoting uh, people in management. But, yes, I think that that's uh, – Kevin's certainly part of that and certainly an advocate for it.
0: You hit on something that you said we shouldn't forget that there's 24 other teams in the National Hockey League. Um you know we have not had a game canceled touch wood in canada yet but there have been some challenges but man talk about a tough situation for the dallas stars i mean they had a major out- outbreak to start and now they've had one of their worst uh, winter storms ever that has completely knocked the crap out of that state it's unbelievable isn't it john
1: this is, is remarkable. Four million people with uh, with rolling uh, electrical outages. Um, uh, they call the, the metropolitan Dallas area the Metroplex, and it, it, it's also affecting Houston. Uh, so this is a major catastrophic issue. Uh, the governor described it as uh, the winter's version of a hurricane, which, when you think about it, is absolutely phenomenal. Temperatures that are... Uh, close to zero uh, Fahrenheit, minus 20 uh, on the Celsius level, and in cities like Dallas and Bob, you've been there. Cities like Houston just aren't built for our type of weather. We're ready for it. We're insulated. Our pipes are insulated. Well, they have lots of places that pipes aren't insulated, and their electrical grid is not near as as insulated and, and protected as ours is. So they're having a tough time. I would not – they've canceled or postponed three games this week. They were supposed to play Tampa again on Saturday, I believe. I would be I, – I will be surprised – if if saturday's game gets played now it's just a, a horrific situation
0: john shannon is our nhl insider uh john i want to uh switch focus if we can uh katie strang wrote a piece dysfunction in the desert finger pointing etc uh it is in the athletic uh it pertains to the arizona coyotes and i'm sure that's a piece that uh, gary bettman would be looking at closely
1: aware of the article before it came out. Um, you, you know, it, it, the the accusations in the article are serious. Uh, they're concerning. Uh, it, it becomes something that the league really has to take a close look at. I, I, I probably believe that they have been looking at it for a while. Uh, but, but, you know, what and, and anybody that has been involved in ownership and around ownership in the National Hockey League will tell you that Gary Bettman does not put his laundry out for public consumption um, so you can you can believe I, I, I don't even think that there will be at this point a public statement I think that there will be concern uh, and they will look at it and, and try to remedy it uh, the one thing I can tell you is I believe that the team has been for sale for six months
0: and uh, uh, they're trying to remedy a bit of that. Now, whether Mr. Bettman has been involved in the team being for sale is another question that only he can answer. Uh, didn't Alex, is it Morales or Morellis, did he just not purchase the team like less than two years ago?
1: Two years ago, his name is Alex Morello. He's, a, uh, he's a, uh, an entrepreneur in the broadcasting and casino world. Oh, uh, strong uh, strong attachment to the Hispanic uh, community in, in the southwest United States uh, but what, what he tried to do and, and Katie and I had heard this before and Katie uh, uh, describes this very well he tried to bring the business practices of a uh, a, a regular one-stop shop entrepreneur to hockey. Uh, And, and Bob, I think you know this, and I think most people who have been involved in the game know, is that running a hockey team is not like running a, you know, a door door front operation. It's not like running, um, you know, a Target store, or it's not like running a, 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 you know, a a Rexall drugstore. It's it's very different. Uh, And um, that is something I think the learning curve has been very steep for Mr. Morello and his people. And I think that uh, that has been one of the major issues.
0: And as you're aware of, John, I mean, the advertising revenue for television and radio broadcasters is probably in North America down somewhere between low-end estimates, 40%, high-end estimates, 60%. And there's a syntax... Not uh, S Y N, but S I N uh, tax that comes with the uh, casino industry. And when people have less money available because of a thing like a pandemic, those numbers would drop if the casinos are even open. As an example, in the province of Alberta, yeah. they are not currently open. So he's in some tough industries right now uh, to challenge that. You mentioned. I'm going to circle back to something here. You talked about what uh, what they were experiencing in Texas. Is there uh, a point where where Gary might, you know, I know we've heard Houston before and uh, that might be a good compliment to Dallas would this perhaps trigger the opportunity to eventually maybe look at moving the team out of uh, Glendale and potentially into Texas what do you think the chances are that that could happen sometime in the next five to six years well
1: five six years in our business is a long time uh, Bob uh, do I think there'll be an NHL team in Houston in five or six years? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Uh, do I think it'll be the Coyotes? No, I don't. Um, you know, I, I think that I think there are multiple cities, and, and I'm not suggesting for a moment that, that the Coyotes are moving. Let's remember how long Gary has treasured that uh, Phoenix Scottsdale area, and how how much pain and uh, it has caused him in order to stay there, pain and money. Uh, So I'm not for one moment suggesting uh, that they would move there. Uh, But I I think you look at a a city like Houston. uh, I think you look at a city like Portland, Oregon, which already has a state of the art arena. Uh, The person who opposed um, an NHL team going into Portland for so many years was a gentleman named Paul Allen owns the Seattle Seahawks and owns the Portland <laughs> own the Portland Trailblazers and Paul Allen has passed away. Yeah. So I think well, there, that's one roadblock uh, oh, wow. going into Portland that has changed. Uh, but I would put Portland and Houston on any map of, of teams being transferred and when you think about the logic of Seattle getting a team next year, Vancouver being so successful, the Pacific Coast, doesn't Portland make some sort of sense for a team as well?
0: Uh, Absolutely. John, let me ask you this. I mean, the success of Canada, seven Canadian teams. Uh, Last time I checked, 8.4 million people in the province of Quebec, which that market is owned by the Montreal Canadiens right now. They, too, have a facility that was uh, built uh, largely through both municipal and provincial funds, provincial funds that get directed through federal funds, through things like... No, no
1: federal funds, Bob. No.
0: Equalization payments go to provincial oh, governments. That
1: I'll, okay. I'm just having
0: fun with you. Could Quebec, like I actually would, I love the Battle of Quebec back in the day. Has that ship sailed? Is there any chance that Quebec City could get back in the mix?
1: Well, here's the great thing about your show: it becomes a podcast. And now I'm going to make myself unpopular in Quebec. Is that there's no chance we're going back to Quebec? Um, you know, the Videotron Center is beautiful. It is spectacular. Um, But uh, the market is just too small. You know, the amount of revenues that are needed, that are required for a, a city the size of Quebec City, it just doesn't make financial sense. Now, I don't believe. That's my personal opinion. That's not something that anybody in the league office or any of the Players Association have told me. I don't think Quebec City makes any sense at all at this point. And and you're right about Montreal owning the province. And while Jeff Molson will never publicly say that he opposes a team in Quebec... I'm not sure
0: he's been very happy giving up 25% of the market. Ah, uh, hey, at the height of the Molson, was it Molson versus O'Keefe? Is that who owned the Nordiques? The... Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And it was! And, 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 and Bob, at one point in my life, I spent lots of time in my early career working for Molson and then spent the last few years working for Carling O'Keefe. So, I mean, I, I understand both sides of that brewery war.
0: Oh, man, but it was awesome on the ice. And Quebec had, they had, an, like, Peter Stashley, people forget this. He was this, Paul Stashley's dad was the second highest scoring player of the 1980s. He was a hell of and early, when they first came in a the league, they had more talent up front than the Edmonton Oilers. People forget that. Like, the Nordiques had, like, seven or eight guys that were 70-plus point scorers on their team. I mean, they were an electrifying hockey club, weren't they, John?
1: Sure they were. Sure they were. When you looked at uh, Michel Goulet, Played there, uh, you know they they were spectacular. And Owen Nolan, Matt Sundin, uh, you know the all three Stastny brothers. You know P- Peter 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 was as prolific a player in the '80s as anybody, and actually had he, he forced the NHL to change the rules about rookie of the year because. At 26, he won the Rookie of the Year, and he had been a pro for eight. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so they crazy. changed it. You can't. You have to. You, you have to be much younger to play in the uh, in, 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 to win the Rookie of the Year uh, because of the way Peter Stasty won the Calder Trophy that year.
0: John, congratulations on joining the long lineage of uh, uh, personalities on Alberta shows <laughs> that are not popular in the province of Quebec. <laughs>
1: Listen, I love, I love going to Quebec. Oh, so do I. I love going to... Yeah.
0: I, I, I mean, there's really nothing quite like Montreal, is there, in the NHL? No, and and the closest thing, and I'm not saying this because
1: I'm on Chet, the closest thing to the fans in Montreal are the fans in Edmonton. 100% because they are they are passionate. They know everything about every guy in the organization. And I'm not talking the 23 man roster and the taxi squad. I'm talking 50 guys under NHL and professional contract. That's and Montreal is there's nothing better than a Saturday night game between two Canadian teams in Montreal.
0: The nervous apprehension like they can you know Danny Gallivan could build the crescendo Uh, the Uh Canadians fans can build it. They know who's got the puck. When it, you know, even when the owners were struggling a bit mid 2010s, like 2014, 2015, Newton Hopkins would get it or Hall would get it and they'd be like, (gasps) right, and now it's McDavid and Dry and you can feel that vibe in their building while you're broadcasting the game. It's off the charts.
1: know you got to go is that i think that that fan base has a greater appreciation for the visiting team because of their hockey knowledge than anybody else in the game and i do think it's it's the love of the game that says oh we've got to see gretzky we've got to see messier we've got to see mcdavid you know that that is that appreciation and love sure love of the game is what makes montreal so special john
0: as always we appreciate your time
1: well, you know, now that you gave Berkey Spot away, I, I guess I'm just here on Mondays and Wednesdays.
0: So. You're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Bye. That, oh my, that is John Shannon, our NHL insider, brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Pay no overtime rates on their 24 seven service repairs. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. Again, we'll uh, well, we'll mention it in a couple seconds, but we got to do a little bit of business here, right here, right now. Oilers now, this day in Oilers history, brought to you each day by Dennis and Jason Laliberti and the team at New West Travel. Here's Brennan Escott. 1988 Wayne
1: Gretzky, not so surprisingly registers a multi-point game. Two assists uh, and that tied Gordie Howe's record of 1,049 career assists. It was a 4-4 Oilers tie against the Maple Leafs. Of course, we know that Gretzky went uh, on to finish his 20-year NHL career with 1,963
0: assists. That is more than any other player Bob has points. He's not bad. Coming up today at uh, 2 o'clock, Jay, Lynn and I with 6.32 6.32 afternoons the alberta government's fair deal panel recommended creating a provincial police force last year and the national police federation has created a keep alberta rcmp campaign in response their president brian uh Sauve will join jaylen and I after two o'clock all i can say is uh for anybody that's involved in uh, policing that's a tough tough job and uh uh, I know a lot of people that really appreciate the work that they do. We will have the uh, face-off show beginning tonight a little bit early with Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, uh, Cam Moon, Jack Michaels, Bob Stoffer. Cast of thousands at uh, about six o'clock today. Puck drop eight o'clock with uh, Cam, myself, Reed, and Rob. Tomorrow jam-packed show. Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrus. Edmonton's sporting icon, current Montreal-based media personality, George LaRoc. And Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network, longtime NHL goaltender, formerly of Hockey Night in Canada. For our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical, prefabrication, and solar. Back at you at 6. Up next, the global news, weather, and traffic update with Eileen Bell. Again, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jayla and I. So long, everybody.